California Governor Gavin Newsom signed an executive order this week requiring the state's Air Resources Board to create a plan to block the sale of new gasoline-powered vehicles starting in 2035. The move gives Detroit automakers a decade and a half to ramp up production of electric vehicles or risk falling behind in the country's largest market for new car sales. Paul Eisenstein is the publisher of the DetroitBureau.com. He tells WDET's Alex McLennan, other countries are pursuing similar deadlines for alternative energy adoption. In fact, uh, Britain has a 2040 ban in place and is very seriously considering the possibility of moving that up to 2030. There are other countries as well that are also looking at possible bans. Does the auto industry, the U.S. auto industry, have the capacity to make this change uh, by 2035? It's hard to say for sure whether the industry will be able to make it by 2035, though uh, the, the betting is probably that they can. Uh, plenty of sources of lithium and the other metals that would be needed for the, lith- the uh, lithium-ion batteries or the next generation batteries are uh, available uh, by some arguments the state of Nevada alone has enough uh, lithium that it can be mined uh, to to not just meet the standard, but actually replace the entire U.S. fleet of over 300 million vehicles. I, I don't think the, uh, the the challenge of being able to produce enough cars would be a problem. And California has had its own set of green rules uh, for a while now, uh, and other states have followed suit in adopting those rules at different points in time. So how much dedicated focus does the auto industry already give those rules, and could could other states follow through uh, with California uh, and implement a, a similar kind of ban? California was given a unique waiver to set higher standards in a number of areas when it comes to clean air uh, as part of the original Clean Air Act. And so they have the ability to set tougher standards on on things like uh, oxides of nitrogen and uh, so on. Uh, There's a legal debate underway right now uh, with with the the Trump administration trying to strip them of the waiver to set CO2 rules that they would use to be able to call for uh, a switch to electric vehicles. So uh, whether or not this ruling will stand is is a matter of uh, legal debate right now. We don't know for sure what is going to happen. Uh, What we know is that a number of other states have adopted the California standards. Under federal law, uh, they can either go with the California clean air rules or they can go with the the federal rules. And so there's a good shot that uh, if these rules stand, uh, if the California EV uh, mandate stands, we would see a number of other states, perhaps as many as 13 or 14 other states like Colorado and, and uh, Washington state uh, set the same standards in place. And that would represent uh, more than a third, perhaps as much as a half of the American automotive market. And, and you mentioned the, the federal debate over the California rules uh, is something that's happening. But also, uh, in order to implement this kind of ban, they would need to have all the infrastructure in place for the electric vehicles. Is it a realistic expectation that a whole state can have that much green infrastructure in place uh, in order to meet the car companies uh, in that year? Well, there are, there are a number of different so-called obstacles to EV adoption. 
And these include issues like range and cost, but they also include the infrastructure. Now, we're seeing range jump rapidly. One vehicle, the Lucid Air, coming next year will have over 500 miles range per charge. The other issue is infrastructure, and that most people take to mean getting public charging stations out there. The reality is 80% of people who now own electric vehicles charge at home or office. And if you talk to people that run the public charging companies, they expect that to stay the same. And for a couple good reasons. One, they can do it overnight when they're asleep or at work. Secondly, if they do it in off hours, they pay a fraction of what they would pay to charge publicly. Uh, you still do need a public infrastructure network. Here in Michigan, uh, there's only a handful of chargers within, within reach of anybody in Detroit. And certainly you'll need public chargers if you want to go on long-distance trips. So for vehicles to be able to become the equivalent of a gas car, you know, ubiquitous and easy to operate, there will need to be a lot more chargers. So uh, assuming that this is able to stay in place uh, for the year 2035, which one of the Detroit car makers is in the best position to, to meet the new standards? What we know is that virtually every automaker is now pushing to move into electrification. Uh, but every automaker has a different approach. Ford, for example, is going for a mix of hybrids, plug-ins, and all-electric vehicles. Uh, of the Detroit automakers, it would seem like General Motors could be best positioned for this transition uh, because they have decided that any electrified vehicle they do will be all-electric. Uh, they've, they've called for, under CEO Mary Barra, uh, a, quote, path to an all-electric future and have outlined plans to have 20 of these vehicles in production by 2023 and significantly more by the end of the decade. Paul Eisenstein is the publisher of the DetroitBureau.com. He spoke with WDET's Alex McLennan.